Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Matt Rosenthal on the line. Matt, how are you? Doing great. Thanks. How are you? I am great. You do some amazing work. So why don't you share with the audience a little bit about you and, and some of the things that you're doing? So a little bit about me. Uh, I've been in, in technology for about 20 years. Um, I have a really diverse background. I've done all sorts of things in my life, mostly um, you know, blue collar type of uh, manual labor stuff. But the, uh, the IT has been a lot of fun. We um, right now, what I'm doing, and I'm, I'm getting a lot of um, like personal satisfaction out of, is really helping other business owners with IT strategy, IT um, planning, and then you know once we figure out like what's the best solution for them, we're taking it and we're delivering the services, and, and we're, we're putting really good solutions in place that help people's businesses, frankly, be more profitable, more efficient, better workflows. So it's a lot of fun, and it's like being a um, you know trusted advisor to somebody. It's it's very rewarding. It's amazing work, and I anticipate that 2020 was a pretty productive year for you with everybody uh, being sent home. Uh, we, we all wanted to. It's like, well, I just wish I could go home. Well, everybody did get sent home, and all of a sudden, we need to have IT infrastructure that can allow people to work from a variety of different desks, not just the one that was inside of a cubicle or an office building. Yeah, and many of them are wishing that they could uh, go back to work in the office now. <laughs> well, I know I talk with a lot of people and we've all wanted to be able to have the remote working capabilities and some organizations did, many of them didn't. Now that we've done it, everyone's like, I want to go back. My hunch is there will be a hybrid type of approach for some organizations, maybe not everybody, but for some, there'll be a mixture of things. So, and a lot of it will depend on you know, what the organization feels is important, what their client needs are. And also, you know, the needs of the employees and all of that. It's going to be an interesting dynamic once yeah, we're yeah. allowed to go back out and, and play and, and do all the things that we normally uh, could do, yeah. you know, before this pandemic hit. So yeah. what were some of the challenges that uh, a lot of your uh, clients faced, especially in the, in the early days of the pandemic? The first thing that I noticed was that people that I had been giving guidance to for, um, for quite a while about being ready to work remotely just as because it was a smart thing to do, all of a sudden had to work remotely overnight and they weren't ready. So we had a, a surge for like a month of like, it was a very, very busy month of getting those people that weren't in the cloud yet, you know, or weren't using, you know, cloud hosted email or any version of cloud really to get them set up so they can work from, from home. Uh, and, and it was like a, a, they were like, boom, all of a sudden, you know, out of nowhere, they're crippled. You know, they couldn't work. They couldn't service their customers. So we had that. That was a very early, quick push. Then it got real quiet and everybody kind of settled in to working at home and learning how to be productive and get the job done in that way. It's been pretty quiet for the past year. But what's happening is now everybody is like, okay, what do we really have to do? What's the IT investment we need to make to really make this a permanent thing? So... I mean, unfortunately, we're going through a, a tough time, you know, around the country. But what it forced a lot of people to do was to actually look at their businesses and say, like, what do we need to do with our, our IT infrastructure 
to get to the next level, like to be able to stay like this. And that's a lot of that's happening now. There's a cycle that's, that's, that we're in the process of, of experiencing, which is going to go on for a couple of years, which is cloud migrations. You know, it's, it's the cloud transformation. This just pushed it along a lot faster. I, I've seen a lot of people say that you know, a lot of things that were done last year with organizations were more or less on a roadmap around the year 2030. Well, we, we <laughs> expedited things 10 years within a month. And needless to say, that was, there was a lot of coffee involved and maybe some adult beverages <laughs> later on too. But I, I, having worked in IT years ago, I, I, I feel for my brethren that had to endure all of that. Uh, one organization that I help out and we actually had migrated them into more of a cloud-based, cloud email-based, you know, access their, uh, basically their uh, CSR um, record system all online right. and in the cloud. They did that in 2019. So when the pandemic hit and everybody got sent home, it's like, well, all right, let's let's work out the kinks. And there wasn't that many, which was really good. It was really beneficial because I think that particular right. organization would have struggled mightily uh, with with the lockdown and all of that. So another thing that I know that you know, we're hearing about and we're seeing with with everyone you know, working remotely uh, in, in many instances is, you know, the renewed focus on cybersecurity and making sure that your networks are safe and the, the work that you do. So, you know, what are some of the things that uh, your clients have been uh, introduced to? Because many of them probably didn't think, well, we won't be a target, but, you know, sometimes, you know, with the fields are rich with, you know, places to be able to attack now since everybody's working remotely. Yeah, I mean, there's been a huge increase in, I mean, this was like top of mind before. This was like number one. Aside from moving to the cloud, it was it was cybersecurity. Um, and also it's collaboration tools too now. I mean, it's, it's, so I call it the three C's, cloud collaboration tools and cybersecurity. That's everything now. So um, as far as cybersecurity goes, there's definitely been an uptick. There's some smart people out there that are doing bad things with their, um, with their intelligence, you know, with, with, with their intellect. And it's, it's a cop and robber game. You know, you have to try and stay one step ahead of something that you can't predict. So we've seen a, a, one thing I have seen is that there's a lot of attention being given to it. And business owners who usually or may typically be driven by a desire to not spend money on technology, they look at it as something to spend the least amount of money on. There is a change in people, at least as far as cybersecurity goes, looking at it as an investment. Now, part of it is because insurance companies are pushing it. And depending on the business you're in, you have compliance, like could be HIPAA compliance, or if you're in the financial industry, there's compliance there. So it's kind of being forced on people. Uh, but it's, it's like, it's such a conversation, you know, amongst everybody that it's become a part of the fabric of, yeah, we need to have a cybersecurity posture. Uh, unfortunately, there's people that are getting hit, like with, with breaches. And they're, if they're not prepared with good, solid backups, if they don't have a good solid plan to get back up and running, they end up having to buy some Bitcoin to go, to go get their data back. Maybe um, there's been a lot of that. So we, with our customers, that's the number one conversation we have with everybody on a regular basis. And I even say that to people, part of what they pay us for is to, for us to hold them accountable. And so I'll, I'll have those accountability conversations that, cover like look you should do all x y and z but if you do nothing else if you listen to nothing else i'm telling you you need to do penetration testing vulnerability assessments have network monitoring in place there's all these tools that we throw out there 
to minimize the risk of a cyber penetration. And if there's a penetration that the breach isn't too bad, you can minimize it. No, number one most important thing you should be focusing on, and that ties into your disaster recovery plan. So if you get hit, what are you gonna do? How, how long is it gonna take you to get back up and running? Do you even have a plan? Like it's all tied in, you know, which really leads to the most important point, which is you need a strategic advisor to give you guidance on technology and lining that up with your business and your business goals. So if, you're, if your business is focused on spending as little as possible on technology and sees it as an expense item, rather than an investment and an asset, you're gonna have a problem most likely at some point. And uh, you know, you're gonna end up spending more money on a remediation and a cleanup than you would if you just took some proactive steps to put the right stuff in place to begin with. Yeah, prevention is a whole lot cheaper than recovery. And, much cheaper. And I, I love painful. the fact, you know, it is very painful. And uh, that one client that I had mentioned, um, they had a server failure last year as well. Shortly after they started migrating things, they, thankfully they didn't lose any information. But if they, if that were, if that server failure would have happened six months earlier, then there's a good chance they would have lost years and years worth of information because they weren't really doing the, you know, the due diligence and the backups like they should. And, and, you know, I know a lot of companies think that, you know, I'm just using this Norton antivirus 2002 CD that should work for my protection, right? No, no, it, it won't. Uh, you know, it, Norton is obviously still a player in things, but you're going to want to look at their 2021 solutions and not the 2002 solutions. It's getting a little bit different world than back then. And I don't think they even right. update the, the, the virus stuff on something that old anyway. If they do, kudos to them, but I doubt that they are. So, uh, so for organizations that you know, aren't, um, as they think, and everybody, I, I hear this conversation a lot where they think, well, we don't have a lot of technology. I'm like, it's 2021. Yes, you do. And the three C's that you had mentioned is definitely something a lot of organizations are looking at, especially the collaboration piece of things right. where everything is connected, whether it's your email, voicemail, video calls, you know, and there's providers out there and none of them sponsor me. So I'm not mentioning your name ring central. I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of, maybe I'll get a, uh, something out of them after we'll, we'll see, maybe I'll tag them when we share this, we'll see what happens. But uh, you know, there's a lot of those organizations out there that are, doing these things. And once people start using them, they, they wonder how in the world did we operate beforehand? So, you know, what, what, what's some of those conversations like with clients when you're trying to kind of guide them into that and seeing, you know, the benefits of using a collaboration type of system? I find it to be generational, actually. In spite of what's going on around us, I find it to be generational. I'll give you an example. I have a firm, one of my clients right now, they're a very large accounting firm. And there's generational divide in that firm. There's some, there's some 20, uh, 30 some things, and then there's some of the founders, you know. And so, and actually, it spreads over decades. And what I'm finding is that, um, you know, thankfully for them, the managing partner is a brilliant guy, and and he hears, even though he might not want to use it that much. Uh, for example, Office 365 or Teams is what we're talking about with them. And, and so he realizes that there's people coming into that firm that that's all they know. Like they only know how to use these tools. They don't know how to operate without having all this at their fingertips. While there's other people at the other end of the spectrum that have been in the firm for 40 years that have no interest in anything other than a pencil with an eraser on it. 
So there's a transition going on and a transformation going on in a lot in most companies where there's that that turnover. You know, the the twenty somethings are now the forty somethings, and they're becoming the leaders in in business. And the forty somethings are now getting along and maybe retiring or getting to the point where they're thinking about it as the decades have gone by. And that's what I'm seeing is the change when it comes to adoption and acceptance. So collaboration tools, like you can't look at what, you know, we're, we're using a collaboration tool to have this conversation. Everybody does. You can't exist without it. The question is, which tool are you going to use and, and you know, how robust is it going to be and what's it going to do for your business? And are you afraid of it? So if we can get past the fear of not knowing something new, the reality is, these tools are, are they have like a broad reach. They can transform your company. They can make you more efficient, more productive, more profitable. And so, and allow you to better service your customers. And by the way, your customers are using them and they expect you to have them anyway. So it's like, how do you not consider this? And how do you not have this in the conversation? The only, time, the only real resistance I'm seeing, because they're not expensive. So it's not a financial resistance. The only resistance I'm seeing is the fear of change the fear of something new. And it's not a terribly difficult thing to overcome. It just takes time to kind of sift through the conversations. Um, in the example I gave you, I had to order them um, a lot of cameras, one for basically every computer because they weren't buying machines with com- with cameras in them. So not a huge investment, but okay, now we got to get them equipped to actually be collaborative. You know, they weren't even ready to be collaborative and it's a year already into this. So, um, it, it is interesting how the generational divide is in business is, is causing a slower adoption process of collaboration tools. However, Microsoft is putting so much pressure in the, in the, um, in, in the marketplace. And I say Microsoft because they are, I think that really pushing more than anything. You have Google, you know, with their G suite and you have zoom and everything, but Microsoft is really committed to having, I think as their CEO puts it, their products are going to be like the internet. It's just, that's just what you use. So that's what they're, that's what their push is. So you got we're all going to be adopting it. You know, we can't avoid it because the people that, that, you know, allow us to have all this technology that, that, that create it, they give it existence. They've decided that collaboration tools are what we're going to be doing. And the, uh, you know, the virus that we're all, you know, living in, through and experiencing just sped that up exponentially. So a bottom line is you got you to gotta embrace collaboration tools. They are an investment in your company. They're an investment in your, in your client, actually, in your customer base. And they allow you to really to, to service like at the highest level you, you, you can. And internally in your own, in your own company, the, the ability to move faster and smoother and communicate easier, exponentially greater. And I'm, at firsthand, I can tell you that our projects go faster, smoother um, than ever before because we use Microsoft Teams and we use the channels feature for every project. So uh, pretty good stuff. It is. And you know, Microsoft has, I don't want to say quietly, but it's been kind of quiet for them over the last, I would say they 10 to 15 years. They've been working on this stuff for forever and it really quietly. And, and, and you buy a new computer unless you're buying a Mac uh, or a Chromebook or something like that. You, you, you've got you know Windows operating system, and you get the Office 365 subscription, which you know is extremely affordable. And obviously, with organizations and things, it's you know it's it's 
I don't want to say it's as cheap as a Netflix subscription, but you know, it's close. And at the end of the day, you've got all of these collaboration tools and everything is in there and everything talks to each other. And it's not like before we have to go over to this, to this, this, everything is there. You're just in one, you know, one workspace and you're literally, everything is there. It's so integrated. It's so, um, I mean, every, they took all the pieces of all the products that they've had around forever Mm -hmm. and they put them in one place and made them all play well together for, I don't know, E3 is like 20 bucks a month, Mm -hmm. you know, for, for a, you know, a, a, a version of, of 365 that gets you most of what you need for 20 bucks a month. It's, it's, they made it easy. You know where the, where the, where the trick is, and this is to anybody that's watching that, you know, is like, well, okay, what do we do with that? You can get it. You can get the product for 20 bucks per user per month, but you still need an advisor to design sort of what's your, what's your workflow going to be? How is it going to work in your business? How is it going? What features make the most sense? What, it, how does it integrate with the other stuff in your business? So, you know, there's always going to be the need for that person and, and this the strategic advisor, the trusted advisor, you know, what do you do with it? They'll hand it off to you, but what are you supposed to do with it? You know, and so it's, that's an important part of it. Like what model of collaboration tool is best for you? I have another client. We're doing a project right now for um, G Suite. Um, they, they, they're a Mac shop. They preferred not to use the Microsoft stuff, so they wanted the Google stuff. No problem. So we're doing a project for them right now. Uh, it's it's similar stuff, similar plans. You know, it's it delivers the same end result. You know, and so that's another good way to go. You can go Google, you can go Microsoft. You can't really lose. I mean, they're both, but you have to pick something in this environment. You can't have nothing. You know. And, and I love the fact, and I agree with it. People can go buy you know, they can invest in G Suite or they can use Microsoft for their teams and their 365, both robust systems. And what I find it's and what I've seen is, yeah, that's good. Oh, it's okay. It's, <laughs> it, 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 it's 10 a.m. somewhere. Don't worry. Um, it, <laughs> Sorry, I it, cut you off. No, that's okay. It, so what happens is they get all these bells and whistles and they don't, a one know how to use all of them. So they revert back to old habits, which were what you had to use, you know, in, you know, the nineties and 2000, and even in, you know, the last, you know, the previous decade where things weren't all connected, but now everything is connected. It's like, no, here, why are you loading up that thing and using that over there? It's all here. It's like, it's right here. You, you can click it right here. You can access it from me. You can search it from here. Okay, I need to go look for this. Like, well, type it up there. You don't have to launch this other you know, app. It's right there. Type, look for it. Yeah. And, and you know, the Cortana with the daily briefings. And, and another thing that I love Microsoft is doing uh, is, you know, with their, you know, they're basically, they're, they're monitoring your work hours in a way which is great for people that work too many hours and burn out. It's like, okay, here's how much percentage of time you had that's kind of just relaxing and and chill. And again, that's something that I think as organizations start focusing more on mental well-being in the workplace, they can start gathering that information and they can say, okay, of all of our VPs, four of them are doing okay, but there's a couple that are 
you know, going way beyond what they should be doing. And then they just look down the line and say, okay, for those, the people that report to those VPs, what are their numbers look like? I'm guessing they're going to look quite similar to the VP. Right. And then they can also look at the analytics of, okay, what's the absenteeism? of that group. You know, how many people are missing work because of sick days, right. know, what's the performance of that group. And all of a sudden they start putting all the pieces together. And of course with Microsoft, you can get all of that information right. with a lot of stats. And by doing that, you can go, all right, we can address that where before, unless HR happened to be observing something or somebody said something, it just, no one's really paying attention to it. And as, as time goes on and people are getting more into this work health environment type of situation, Again, that's another tool that the systems provide for organizations, and it's crucial. And I'm thankful that you know Microsoft has you know done so much work on that aspect. And I would anticipate that the others will come along with something similar down the road. Yeah, no, it's fantastic, and it's it, it's funny because if you're in IT, you know, you sort of have this like there's always this anti-Microsoft thing, you know, because when you're in IT and you're dealing with Microsoft, they're difficult to deal with. So. Um, the reality is they're solving problems in our lives that, that, you know, they have the right idea and they're on the right path. And it's, it just all makes a lot more sense now. And, and I mean, I think they're doing great things. I really do. So I'm, I mean, I'm a fan of, of what they're doing. It's making our lives easier and it's making it easier for businesses to, to focus on what's important for them, which is their customers and, 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 and keeping their companies profitable, you know, delivering their services. So, by the way, I noticed in the background you have burnout proof. So, when you said avoiding burnout, I, I realize that's an important topic for you. I see yeah. the book back there. Yeah, yeah, I, that's uh, that's that's my my alleyway, and uh, what I work in these days is you know helping organizations uh, with burnout prevention and and their teams and their leaders yeah. because it, it it it's taken such a huge toll on everybody, and of course, the pandemic that has increased it quite a bit for a lot of people. So I'm more of when you go into work, have all the tools that you can do your job really well, but also enjoy your work and be productive and, and you know, really utilize your skill set to do great things. And when people yeah. can do that and utilizing technology is a component of that uh, can really make your life so much easier. So that's why I always love, you know, talking with, with people like you that, you know, understand the IT space and understand what these tools can do for organizations and really have them embrace and learn how to use them because it makes them efficient and it does streamline you know, the, the number of steps you need to take to do something. And if you can do that, then that gives you time not to say, okay, now I can work on these other things, but it gives you some time to just take a moment and breathe. Where before, if you're running around and trying to do different things in this you know, weird connected IT system that so many organizations are struggling with, it makes it easier where they can just sit and relax and reflect on how well did we do on that project or what should be we working on over the next six months that could be a new deliverable for our clients? You don't have that opportunity if you're just constantly going and grinding and struggling with your IT systems. If you can have those moments where you can reflect and look ahead, that's when creativity happens and creativity creates some amazing things. It does. Years ago, we used to talk about People say, you know, what are you going to do? Like, what's the value add? You know, what, what's, why should we choose to work with you? And my answer always was because we get you back your most valuable commodity or asset, which is time. And it was a hard thing for people to get their arms around. So I, um, 
I never really came up with a great way to, to kind of get that across. But that, at the end of the day, that's really what technology does do for you if you do it right and if you know how to use it. Well, it could have the opposite effect because if you let these things take control of your life and, and you're, you're like constantly got your head in it, forget it. The distractions will, will take you the wrong direction. But when you use the tool for what it's meant to be used for, uh, and, and it could really add, you know, so much efficiency to your, to your, whatever, to your day, to your business, you get a lot of time back. And, and that's really what it's about. You get, and what do you do with that time? You can, you can find balance with that time, which you were kind of touching on. You could be more productive with that time and find balance. You can go meditate. You can go to the gym. You can, you can, you know, do deep breathing. You can go call a customer, but getting back that time, it's priceless. It is. And, it, and again, IT is definitely a, a department that you should leverage to, and advisors like yourself to bring in to find time. So, Matt, I've loved our conversation today. Where can people find out more about you and this incredible work you're doing? Best place to find me is on LinkedIn. And you can look for my name, Matt Rosenthal, with uh, or MindCore. And um, you can find me on YouTube. Search the same thing. I have probably hundreds of videos at this point that are all talking about these topics. Uh, you can shoot me an email. It's matt, M-A-T-T dot Rosenthal at mind-core.com. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all about just sharing what I know and, and you know, giving advice. And if I can help anybody, great. I'd be happy to help them. And um, that's what it's all about, you know? Definitely have all that information in the show notes. So Matt, thank you again for your time today. Really appreciate you and all this awesome work you do. Likewise. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.